Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Skin and Soul podcast. I'm your host, Emily Fouts. And in today's episode, I wanted to talk about ingrown hairs, specifically in the pubic region, you know, Brazilian waxing, just covering all bases when it comes to that. I know a lot of people do have trouble when it comes to Brazilian waxing, getting ingrown hairs, controlling ingrown hairs, and just keeping up with the maintenance and um, having the knowledge to do so. So if you're interested, keep on listening. Okay, so for me personally, waxing has never caused ingrown hairs. It's actually quite the opposite. Um, If I'm not keeping up with my waxing routine and I'm not exfoliating, then my ingrown hairs will flare up and they'll get trapped under there because I'm not getting that cellular turnover that I get whenever I wax and when I exfoliate. So what my normal routine is and how I keep ingrown hairs under control is I get a Brazilian wax every six weeks. I actually do it myself. I have been waxing long enough now where my hair, uh, the root has weakened enough, the connection has weakened enough where it doesn't hurt so bad for me to do it on myself at this point. So I can easily do that. I do it every six weeks. And every time I take a shower, every day I have a sugar scrub and I use that to exfoliate. A lot of people don't like sugar scrubs. So sugar scrubs can, in theory, cause friction you know it does cause friction but it can cause irritation from the friction and cause um hyperpigmentation but really that's only going to happen if you're going really hard on it and if you're exfoliating an area that's already sensitized or inflamed which you would never do i always tell my clients my waxing clients after you get a wax you need to wait until the area is not tender anymore usually about three or four days and then you can pick back up your exfoliating routine so definitely um, that would create some issues if you wax if you exfoliated over a freshly waxed area so don't do that but I've never had any problem with using a sugar scrub I'm not a fan of granular scrubs on the face for facial exfoliation, but for body exfoliation, I am a fan of granular scrubs in sugar form. I'm not a fan of salt scrubs because salt is a lot more coarse, and I have been cut by a salt scrub before. So I just prefer sugar. It's a little less abrasive. But... Uh, I I haven't used any before. I would like to use it just to kind of broaden my horizons and have a more informed decision on what I prefer. But I know there are some products like from Just the Strip. It's a roll-on ingrown hair serum or even from Glymed Plus. They have an alpha hydroxy acid um, toner and different things like that that you can use to encourage cellular turnover just like you would with the face. Like I... For exfoliation, I use alpha hydroxy acid masks or I'll use an enzyme. And so it's pretty much the same idea when you're dealing with body exfoliation if you decide to do that form. And actually Glymide Plus does have a alpha hydroxy acid body exfoliator that I'm really excited to use. I haven't tried it yet because then you're also getting the two in one. You're getting that manual exfoliation and then you're also getting that chemical exfoliation. So that um, is a product that I definitely will be retailing after I get to try it out for myself. But 
yeah, that is another option, like those roll-on, it's essentially an alpha hydroxy acid roll-on to the pubic area, um, or, you know, anywhere, I guess, on your body, if you get pimples, or, you know, even in, like, in between your breast, we usually will have excess oil production there, and so you can break out there, so... Yeah, those are just two options on how to exfoliate post-care in between your waxes and just in general to prevent from ingrown hairs. So with all of that being said, I'm sure you may know what causes an ingrown hair. So an ingrown hair really can be caused by two, two things. So an ingrown hair is basically a hair that's trapped underneath a layer of skin. So that's why we need to exfoliate to make sure that those hairs don't get trapped, to make sure that they stay soft and that cellular buildup isn't happening to allow that. So I have straight hair, but still my hair kind of grows um, flat against the skin and as most hair does, most um, hair in that region. So another way that ingrown hairs can happen is if you have curly hair. So on African American men in the beard area, you might notice uh, or it is a popular thing for them to have ingrown hairs there. So they have to be really diligent because their hair is always going to curl. As it grows, it curls. So they have to be really, really diligent about exfoliating and then also just making sure that any hairs that are getting trapped, that are they're being released. So if you do have curly hair, that's probably going to be an issue that you're always going to have to deal with. If you have straight hair, it doesn't happen as often unless you have like... A really low cellular turnover rate um, where you have a lot of oil production and a different things that contribute to a cellular buildup but so yeah that's basically what causes ingrown hairs and like we already covered how to prevent it is increasing your cellular turnover by exfoliating and also by keeping up with your routine waxes so by keeping up with routine waxes getting them spaced out every four to six weeks what you're doing is you're getting the hair growth cycle all in one growth cycle i don't know i don't know how to say it so uh, you're getting all the hair at the same growth rate so there's three different phases of hair growth there's antigen catagen and telogen so antigen is the baby hairs, catagen is like the middle hair, and then telogen is the adult hair, um, and it's in the process of shedding. Um, that's the next step is for the hair to shed out. So as your hair grows, you're going to have those three different hair growth cycles growing. So when you get your first Brazilian wax, you're pulling everything that the wax can grab from the root and you might notice after your Brazilian wax that you have some baby hairs come up. Those are the antigen hairs that the wax wasn't able to grab. And so if you get your next wax four to six weeks, hair is all going to be kind of growing back and you're going to be able to be able to grab them with the wax. And then as you pull them out from the root, they're all growing they're beginning their growth cycle again. So all of the hair will be on the same growth cycle as long as you keep up in routine waxes. And that's basically why it's so important if you hear any esthetician or whatever, anyone saying how important it is, that's why. Because if you get a Brazilian wax one month and then you skip two or three months and then you get it again, it's basically starting all over because there's not going to be any consistency in your growth cycle. 
Um, so that was a shitty way of me explaining it because I don't take any notes. I just say whatever's coming out of my brain and I'm not always good at explaining things, but I hope that made sense. Um, and also keeping a consistent routine with your waxing, not only is it important in terms of your growth cycle, but it's important because it helps the hair to, um, it helps to weaken the hair. When you're consistent, you're consistently pulling it out and you're not allowing it to like re-anchor, gain its strength back kind of in a way. Um, basically, just if you're more consistent with it, the connection between the root and the hair follicle weakens over time. And like I said, my hair, I've been doing it for so long, I can pull it out with my finger and it makes the hair shaft thinner and finer. And so when your hair is thinner and finer, again, that reduces your risk of ingrown hairs. So if ingrown hair is a problem for you, it is a pretty good idea to get Brazilian waxing consistently because that hair is going to become finer and weaker over time. Okay, and so what do you do if you have existing ingrown hairs? You want to come get a wax, but you have ingrown hairs. So there are some people who offer what is generally called a vajayshul, which I think is weird because like vagina, it has nothing to do with the vagina, it's on the pubic bone. But anyways, that's what they call it. They call it a vajayshul. So it is... Basically, they're cleansing, steaming, they're doing maybe an alpha hydroxy acid or enzyme treatment on the pubic bone area where you do get those ingrown hairs, and then they do extractions. So basically what will happen is you'll use like a sterile lancet or something, and you will release that trapped hair, and then we'll pull it out with tweezers, and then we treat it. And so uh, the only time that you wouldn't is if an ingrown hair actually became infected and like you have a cyst or something, an esthetician shouldn't touch that. That should be something that a dermatologist should excise and probably you should be on antibiotics for if you do form an infection and get a cyst in that area. It happens. And you shouldn't be ashamed if it happens. But um, yeah, an esthetician won't treat that, but an esthetician can definitely release any trapped hairs, any ingrown hairs. So that's what we'll do is it's going to be key to release those hairs that are trapped because if you don't, they're going to continue to grow under the skin and possibly become infected and possibly become a cyst or something to that nature. So if you do have existing ingrown hairs, um, check in with a local esthetician and see if anyone does offer an ingrown hair treatment or a vajayshul. And then once you get those extracted, um, you'll continue with your exfoliation routine and then you'll continue with your routine waxes. And that should definitely solve your problem. So I'll kind of go over, I think I touched some of the elements, but I'll go over what I tell all my first time Brazilian clients. Um, kind of just waxing in general, but I'm going to be speaking specifically to Brazilian. So I always let them know it's normal to experience pinpoint bleeding. So um, what that is, is when you remove the hair follicle, you will sometimes experience a, like a little pinpoint bleeding. And that's just because that hair follicle has been essentially traumatized and that's totally normal when you're ripping hair out of a follicle and um so that generally that only happens with like first time waxers so once you get routine waxing um that connection isn't as strong and that blood supply isn't there 
but uh, I let them know it's normal to experience that because if you get up from the table and I give you a cleansing wipe or something and you see like a tiny drop of blood, you know, that you would be concerned if you didn't know what it was. So I let them know it's normal to experience some pinpoint bleeding and then um, I let them know that the area might be tender for a few days. That's totally normal and to just be gentle with the area. Like I said before, don't exfoliate until the skin is not tender anymore. Um, you definitely do not want to wear tight clothes because the area doesn't need to sweat. It needs to breathe, so you need to wear like breathable cotton underwear, not spandex, not, you know, any of those different fabrics. Like, ideally, it's going to be cotton underwear. That way that it can breathe. And then, um, like, no leggings, no really tight skinny jeans, because that's going to cause friction to the area, and also it's not going to be breathable. And then I let them know not to have sex within the next 24 hours, because you don't want to introduce any bacteria to the area. Again, that's why you don't do any activities that will make you sweat. No sauna, no gym for the next 24 hours, um, because, again, bacteria. Um, let's see what else. That's pretty much everything that I tell them. Um, yeah, and then I give them aftercare uh, suggestions, you know, like the roll-on ingrown hair treatment or, um, oh, and I also let them know not to use any fragrance on the area because also another thing I forgot to mention in terms of preventing ingrown hairs is you also want to moisturize so that hair follicle needs to be hydrated or the hair shaft needs to be hydrated the skin needs to be hydrated and that really helps to make sure that hairs don't get trapped and just in general of course it's really healthy to hydrate your skin after a wax but as well in general so um, I always let them know I personally use a body oil um, after every day after I get out of the shower I use the body oil and I literally put it all over my body except for on the soles of my feet. So you could use a body lotion. Uh, it doesn't matter. But I personally prefer a body oil. So that's what I use. And I actually make my own. It's a mixture of safflower, um, rice bran, and avocado oil. There are some oils that I prefer more than others but uh yeah just whatever you want to use make sure that you are rehydrating the area routinely after you exfoliate so uh yeah that's pretty much all like i already said fragrances because fragrances will potentially cause irritation especially in a sensitized area so stay away from fragrances while the area is uh, healing so that's my post care and I know ingrown hairs can be embarrassing, especially when you're being intimate um, and just when you're getting waxed. But I want women to know that ingrown hairs are normal. Most everyone experiences it, but it's one of those things that people don't talk about because why would you ever want to talk about that? Um, but yeah, I just wanted to let you know that a lot of people experience it. Most everyone experiences it. Some people experience it more aggressively than others because you might have curly hair or you know different factors like that but it's not anything to be shameful of that's why we're here that's why excuse me that's why people offer vegetals and ingrown hair treatments in the first place so um, nothing to be shameful of but know that you don't have to live with it and there are solutions
So if you guys made it this far, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next Monday, 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time for another episode.